Hebrews chapter 12, we'll read the first three verses. Very familiar scripture if you've been in church, if you've read your Bible at all. Uh, He starts in Hebrews 12, verse 1, Wherefore, seeing we are also uh, are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every way and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. You can be seated. Chapter 12, I believe, uh, starts out talking about chapter 11. Uh, He says, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. I believe those witnesses are making reference out of Hebrews 11 in the roll call of faith, uh, talking about those that had lived by faith uh, and that had served God, whether in good times, Uh, or in bad. Brother Jeff has been teaching that chapter on Sunday morning in Sunday school. And let me encourage you to come to Sunday school. Uh, You're missing out if you don't come to Sunday school. Such wonderful study in the Word of God. Uh, And and let me say this, if you tell me you love God and you love the Bible and you don't come to Sunday school, something's wrong. Amen. I won't even charge you for that, but that's good this morning. Uh, one of the things that this verse, that these verses talk about in chapter 11 when it talks about and others that had a, a trial of cruel mockings and scourgings and bonds and imprisonment and how they were stoned and sown asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins being destitute, afflicted, tormented. And then the writer in the book of Hebrews in a parenthetical statement makes one of the biggest statements that there ever was made of whom the world was not worthy. That's a pretty big statement right there. Uh, To talk about the world was not even worthy uh, to have these people treading uh, upon this earth. That's how much they loved God uh, and was going to serve Him by faith uh, that even in persecutions uh, and sure death uh, and sure destitution uh, uh, they were going to serve Him no matter what. How many of us would do that? See, it's easy to serve when everything is going our way. Uh, uh, It's easy to serve by faith when everything's okay. But what about under persecution? You look at the early church, the early church, uh, uh, and that grew uh, uh, and it it took off uh, when persecution came. But we're in one of the in one of the best times uh, and easiest times to serve Christ. Uh, but yet we have become lax and idle uh, in our service to Him. That's not the message. That's just extra this morning. But He tells us, wherefore, seeing we're also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which does so easily beset us. And so he tells us here that's what those in chapter eleven to live by faith. Uh, that's what they did. Now, let, let me say this morning, I have preached uh, uh, out of these verses before uh, and something similar to this subject. I remember years ago, uh, I preached on a message of let it go. 
And some of you all told me after church, all you could think about uh, was the song that Elsa sung in Frozen. When she sung, let it go. I don't want you to think about that, even though I didn't put it in your mind. But I want to preach on a thought uh, uh, on if you don't let it go. If I remember that message that I preached, uh, I preached on how that you uh, how that you got to let go of sin uh, and self uh, and some other things. I'm going to deal with those things in a minute again. Uh, uh, but I, here's some things. When I read this chapter or read these verses, I see some things uh, that's going to happen uh, if we don't let it go. If we don't turn loose of some things, if we don't let go of the weight and the sin uh, which does beset us. I think all of us knows uh, uh, what it means to serve Christ. I hope you do. Uh, and the blessings that come from that uh, and the joy that comes from that uh, uh, in following the Lord's will. But there are some things, if I can use that terminology, that's going to happen uh, if you don't let some things go. And so he tells us right here uh, uh, in verse 1, he says, first of all, what are we to let go? He said, let us lay aside uh, every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And so the things, number one, the hindrances uh, which easily beset us. You know what the word beset means? You know what that word means? It means to surround or to enclose or to hem in. But it also means to press from all sides as to perplex or to entangle so as to render escape difficult or impossible. And so here the writer is talking about we've got something, some weight uh, and some sin that is around us, on us, uh, uh, that friend that just seems, it, it, it just seems so hard uh, uh, to get away from that thing. Have you ever been there? You realize he classifies weight and sin different. You know those words don't mean the same thing. Sin comes with weight. Did you know that? You get into sin, I'll guarantee you if you're saved, and by the way, I'm preaching to saved people this morning. Let me park here and say this. If you're lost, then you're doing what you want to do. You can go on that way if you want to, but you're going to die in your sin and die and go to hell. And you need to quit doing what you want to do and do what Christ Jesus wants you to do, and that's coming to get saved. Amen. I mean, he died for you at Calvary. I mean, he died for me at Calvary so that I could move and trust him and live by faith. But if you're unsaved, you're doing what you want to do. But if you're beset by these weight and sin that seems to entrap us and get us, that friend, that it's got control of us and we don't have control of it. Let me say this, that Am I telling you the truth this morning? All right, just making sure. I knew we weren't going to shout it out. I knew that. But listen, he said right here that this weight in sin, he uses the word easily besets us. You know why it easily besets us? Because we let it. Notice what he said. He said, let us lay aside. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin. Do you realize that that word let puts the ball in our court? 
Yes, it easily besets us. Yes, it entraps us. Yes, it entangles us. And it seems like something that we can't get away from. I'm going to deal with those things in a minute. But yet he said, let us lay aside. That's something you do. The Bible said in Romans 6, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. A fellow told me the other day, we were talking about this scripture, and he said this, and I thought, man, this, this is just genius. This was just genius. He made this statement. He said, do you think God would tell you to do something that you can't do? I thought, man. You know, we think, we think we have to sin. We think that we have to give in to it. But he said, let not sin reign in your mortal body. You think God's going to tell you to do something you can't do? When he said, let us lay aside every weight and sin, we have that ability to do that. When he said, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof, neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness and sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Sin does not have to control us. does not have to control you. You do not have to listen to it. You do not have to do it. I do not have to do it. Preacher, are you talking about perfection? I'm telling you, God said we don't have to do it. That's what I'm saying. Amen? Amen. How else are you going to explain that? How else are you going to deal with those verses when he said, let us lay aside every weight and sin which does so easily possess? How are you going to deal with that? Either you can or you can't. Either you have the ability or you don't. Either you trust Christ or you don't. Either you're looking for help from Him or you're not. Amen. So preacher, are you mad? No, I'm not mad, but I, I tell you, some people just want to go on and even I get this way sometimes and I say it's too hard. I don't want to do it. You ever had to deal with something that's heavy? That's what weight is. You realize weight is something that is heavy or burdens or weighs us down. That's what weight is. It weighs us. You've been weighed down. I'm being honest. Now, some agents in here this morning are weighed down. For one reason or another, you're weighed down. You're living a heavy life right now. For whatever reason, things are heavy and you're having to deal with it. He said, let us lay aside every weight. And then he talks about the sin. Sin is a disobedience unto God, whether by omission or commission. Either something we do or we don't do. Something we do when we should not, or something we did not do when we should have. And so he says, let us lay aside that weight and that sin. So what is that weight or that sin? Well, there's a whole lot of stuff that could be in it. I mean, it could be your temper. It could be that malice is built up in your life. Uh, and, and it could be that you're holding unforgiveness uh, or holding your rights. Brother Jeff talked about, unfor- or talked about forgiveness in Sunday school this morning. Out of the book of Luke, of that, he talks about forgiveness. And then his disciples said, Lord, increase our faith. Lord knows we need help in faith to forgive, don't we, this morning? You might be holding a grudge. 
might be it might be anger that you're holding on to. It might be bitterness uh, uh, that has built up in your life, uh, and you've not dealt with it. Hey, listen. Bible said in the book of Hebrews, I believe it was. Uh, uh, he talks about how that root of bitterness uh, uh, springing up uh, uh, will defile us. I preached on that not too long ago, or it seems like not too long ago. It could be that we're self-willed. Or stubborn. I'm talking about the weight or the sin that does beset you. Are you self-willed? Listen to me. Are you self-willed? You know what that means? You want to do what you want to do and it don't matter who else cares. It don't matter who else it's going to hurt. don't matter what God thinks. don't matter what your mom and daddy thinks. don't matter what your wife thinks. don't matter what your husband thinks. don't matter. I'm going to do what I want to do. It's being self-willed being stubborn. He said, let us lay aside. Am, am I doing okay? Yeah. All right. I'm going to have to ask that a couple, about, about 14 or 15 times through this message here. I'm going to see that. You know, one of the problems, I, I won't say problems, but one of the things that I learned about my life is that I had to look at me. It's easy to look at everybody else. It's easy to see the problem that everybody else is doing. It's easy to see that maybe this person is stubborn or that person is self-willed. And those things, and I'll be honest with you, it'll shine on you sometimes. And people on the outside looking in can see it. You don't think they can. You don't think folks see it. But I'll just be honest with you, a lot of times they do see it. Well, what about you? What, 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 about, what about looking what about looking at ourself and uh, looking to see if, uh, if there's something that we're self-willed about uh, in ourself? Well, that's awful hard to do sometimes, ain't it? I mean, that's, that's real hard to do. But one of the things that I learned to do about Mark, and I'm still working on Mark, is, is the very fact that, that uh, looking at me is sometimes hard. Sometimes I, I don't get to do what I want to do. Sometimes to do the will of God, I've, I've got to do something exactly different than what Mark wanted to do. That's a weight and a sin. Or a sin. That's a weight that, friend, that will keep me from doing what I need to do. It could be the weight of worry. We're fretting. Do we do that? I know, I, man, I, I am a grade A number one worrier. I know how. I've been doing it for years. I've been worrying all my life and, and, and been fretting all my life that I had to learn that that's what I was doing. And do you realize that those, those things not only can affect you mentally, but it will affect you spiritually and going on long enough, it'll affect you physically. Amen. Yes. <laughs> Worry will wear you out. Yes. I mean, it's just like bitterness. It's just like malice. All that stuff gets torn up on the inside and you don't do nothing with it. It just sits there and rolls over and over and over again. And tell me how you can serve Jesus with all that going on. Amen. Tell me how you can serve Him with all the worry and the fretting. 
I'm talking about what keeps us. What is the weight uh, and the sin? For some people, uh, that weight is their job. What do you mean? What do you mean? Sometimes, sometimes more people or people worry more or, or concern more about their job than they are in serving Christ. Now, I know you've got to work a job. I understand that. You all are what makes the church go round. You realize that, don't you? You go to work, you, you make money, you pay your bills, you raise your family, you tithe, and we send out to missions and we do work in our own back door and that's what makes the church go round. We do that week in and week out. You all have made my life so easy at this church by being full time and, and, and I am so appreciative of that but I know that you have to work to do those things but for some people they always blame their job that they can't serve Christ. Is it that you can or you won't? It's no big deal. Listen to me. I want you to hear me. And, and I mean this from the depths of my heart. It's, it's not that big of a strain for me to come in here on Wednesday at 7 o'clock when, when I have been at my house most of the day, if not all day, and I have been in my study studying and praying and reading and trying to get ready to get here. It's no big deal for me to come. But when you come in sliding on two wheels and come in sideways and you've worked all day and you're tired and you come in here, I thank God for you. Amen. I know it's a big deal for some of you. I know that. I realize that. That you come sliding in here and just trying to do what God wants you to do. But we hold on to some things whether it's the sin or whether it's the weight, whether it's the malice, the bitterness, the anger, the wrath, whether it is the self-will, the stubbornness, whether it is worrying or fretting, whether it is unforgiveness, whether it is our job, uh, it just may be the simple thing. I'm talking about what keeps you from serving Christ right now. It just may be that you want to do what you want to do. Do you realize that uh, Martha... If you go over and you, you read in Scripture, you'll find out that Martha was cumbered about with much service that she couldn't even serve the Lord. She couldn't sit at His feet. Some people have got so much going on that they can't sit at His feet. You can't slow down long enough. You can't stop long enough to sit at His feet. Can I tell you this? If you're too busy to come to church, if you're too busy to serve the Lord, you're too busy. Amen. You need to figure it out. Amen. Why is that, preacher? Why is that? 2 Timothy chapter 2, the Apostle Paul put it like this, No man that warreth entangling himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Don't you want to please the, the Lord? So we come down to, to uh, the end of verse 1 and verse 3 and we find the hindrances but what are the consequences if we don't lay that stuff aside? If we don't lay the weight and the sin aside that does so easily beset us, that, that traps us and has got us 
One, uh, uh, we're always going to live besieged. I mean, we're always going to live defeated. We're always going to live in that position of something that's always against us. We're always having to fight something that we shouldn't have to fight. Worry, doubt. I'm good at that too. Lord's helping. He's helped me all these years. But he talks about return. That it does so easily obsess, but yet we're to lay it aside. If we don't lay it aside, then what's going to happen? Then it's still going to be on us. We've not let it go. We've not turned it loose. And so there it is. How are you going to serve the Lord with there it is? How am I going to serve the Lord, uh, uh, friend, if I can't forgive somebody? How am I going to serve the Lord if I've got malice or bitterness in my How am I going to serve God like that? So preacher, has people not ever made you? Sure they've made me mad. Sure they've aggravated me. Man, you've got to learn to let some things go. you just got to learn to let go. He said, well, preacher, if, if, I, if I let it go, I, I won't be the person that I am. That's exactly right. Sometimes we don't need to be the person we are. We need to be somebody else. So sometimes we really do need to be somebody else. We don't need to be who we are. We don't need to be the one that... I'm telling you, I believe they, some people are happy to hold a grudge and have bitterness and have anger in their life. I believe they thrive on that. But you never see them do nothing for God. You see them come in on Sundays... You talk to them, those are the most miserable people and they want everybody else around them to be miserable too. What's the old saying? I like to use misery, love's company. So this thing, it it besets us, it's besieged us and, and won't let it go, won't let us go and then we can't run the race. Because if we let it go, then we can run. But if we're not letting it go, we can't run. You ever tried to run with a weight? You ever, you ever try? I'm talking about a weight now. You ever tried to carry something that's heavy and run? You can't do it too easy, can you? Not run for any amount of time. It'll just wire you out. It'll beat you down. It'll work you over. Have you ever tried? I, I, I'll be honest with you. It, it's hard to serve the Lord when, 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 when you're when, when you're doubting and when you're worrying, it's hard to serve the Lord. Uh, friend, when, uh, maybe when you've got that grudge, it's, it's hard to serve the Lord when we've got other things on our mind. And listen, I know life is that way. I get all that. I know life gets in, in the way sometimes. I understand that and I think God does too. But that's not what I'm talking about. Most of you, some, let me say this, some of you have figured out how to let it go when life gets in the way. I mean, you figured that out. But if you want to hold on to it, you can. But you will lose your joy. You'll lose your contentment. You'll lose your desire and your zeal and that to serve God. So you know what that means? You'll grow cold. You'll grow cold. 
you'll slowly start to grow cold. And over a period of time, it'll just, you'll just get colder and colder and colder. Notice what he said right here. It will beset us. You will not run. And then by the time you get to verse 3, what have you done? You have wearied and fainted in your mind. That means you have quit. You've quit. If you don't lay it aside, let some things go before it's over with, you're going to quit. Now you may not quit church. You may still be here all the time, sitting in your spot, on your pew, and God forbid somebody gets your pew. That's my spot, right? Would to God somebody would come up here and take my spot. Come right on up here. I'll find me another spot. I'll stand right up. I'll be happy to. Boy, wouldn't that be something if we come into church and we're so full and we got a crowd this morning. But wouldn't that be great if we come in here so full that we couldn't find a seat, Brother Marvin? We had to sit in the choir. Me and Kelly went to one church one time and, and, and they, they, they're, they're so full in their sanctuary. This is a big sanctuary. And, 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 and they had them up on the stage, uh, uh, putting them up on, on the stage, the young people. He had the young people up there. The young adults, the unmarried young adults. And he said, you know what I think I'm going to do? The pastor said, he said, I think I'm going to set them uh, uh, boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. That way they can get to know each other. Man. Trying to get them married off, you know. I thought that's pretty good. Well, there's, there's, there's consequences that happen when we don't let that stuff go. Can you see it in your life? Can you see the bitterness? Can you see the anger? Can, can, can you see that your job has, has I mean, it's taken control of They just, some people, all they're worried about is making money. I understand we've got to make money. I get that. But man, that shouldn't drive your life. Should not drive my life. But he said you're going to quit. If you let that thing go on, you'll be consumed with you and your desire or consumed with you and whatever is going on with you uh, and that way or that sin that is there, you'll be so consumed with that thing that you will not be consumed with Jesus. And that's who me and you are to be consumed with. He told Martha over there, he said, Martha, Martha, he said, you're, you're cumbered about. He said, you're troubled with too much service. He said, but Mary has chosen the good part. What was the good part? Sitting at Jesus' feet. And he said, it'll not be taken away from her either. Martha chose to serve and cumber herself with too much service and Mary chose to sit at Jesus' feet. Where are you at? We've got to lay aside the weight and the sin so that we can run. How do we lay it aside? You ever wonder about that? You know, we, we preach as preachers, we, we preach and say, trust the Lord, trust the Lord, but then we never really tell you how to trust the Lord. I've got a message on that. How do you trust the Lord? How do, how do you lay that stuff aside? 
How do you let that go? I mean, don't, don't you think the Lord knows that we're human and that we have all these emotions and that we have all these attractions and we, these things, they, they just get us if we're not careful. You notice what he said in verse 2? He said, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We look to Him. We look to Him. I know, pay attention. You're going to miss it if you ain't careful. This is very important for you to get right here. We got to look to Him. It's very simple. There, there's nothing, there, there's not an aha moment. There's not a, a time that we say, boy, that, that was He. And no, the truth is, we just got to look to Him. Amen. But what are we looking at Him for? He is the author and the finisher of our faith, the one that, first of all, that's going to help us. The one that's going to give us faith that will allow us to get through what we need to get through. What is it? Is it in 1 Corinthians chapter 10? Is that right? 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13. There are no temptation taking you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above all that, above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. And a lot of times we, we look at that, that and we say the temptation uh, of maybe like adultery or the uh, temptation of some kind of sin. And that. But I'm going to be honest with you, it's a temptation uh, to hold on to bitterness. It's a temptation. I mean, sometimes that temptation, and we looked at this about a year ago, eight months ago, uh, that temptation also means a trial. And He's there to help us get through every bit of it. Amen. But the first thing we've got to do is look to Him. Well, when we look at Him and then we look at us, and well, we're comparing ourselves, looking into the perfect law of liberty that James talks about. Well, well that, that, that'll shine a light on some things, won't it? He said, look unto Jesus. The author, he's the one that, that started it. He's the one that wrote it. And he's the one that finishes it. Our faith, he's the one that can help us lay that thing aside. And then he gives us an example who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. You know, there's just some things. As he endured the cross, you're going to have to endure some things. You just got to endure it. He endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. Notice what the Bible said, who was the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, counted it all joy to go to Calvary. Peter tells us to, uh, to count it all joy uh, when we face divers' temptations. Joy. Ain't this exciting this morning? If, if you don't let some things go, then, then it's going to beset you, it's going to get you, and before it's over with, it'll get you to quit serving God. But he said we've got to look to him, then we see what he's done, he is the other, and that's how we live, we are to live by faith, we see what he went through, what he suffered through for me and you, that he bore his cross and died for us, and all he's wanting us to do is buy our cross and live for him. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. That'll keep you from Wanting to quit. We look 
and we lean on Him. He gave us and gives us the power to be able to lay that stuff aside. Amen. He did not want us to weary or faint. Let me ask you something. Do you think Christ was weary when He went to Calvary? Sure He was. He was beat and afflicted for our sin and was weary. And prior to that, knowing what was coming, he goes over to the garden. And, and you know what he told the Lord over, over there? He said, he said, Father, he said, let this cut pass from me. He said, nevertheless, not my will but thine. Yeah. He's going, he is going, he is going to face Calvary for my sin. And our sins was imputed to Christ Jesus right. at Calvary. Amen. He bore my sin and your sin and our shame. He bore that stuff. Knowing that he was going to have to face that. And so, so the writer in Hebrews said, look to him. Look to him. He was able to go do that because he wasn't worried about himself. He was worried about serving the Father. You know why, I man, you can lay that stuff aside because we're not worried about us. We're concerned about serving the Father Amen. and his beloved Son. It should help us when we look to Him. For consider Him that endured such contradictions of sinners against Himself, lest you be weary and faint in your minds. You'll quit. You'll quit. If you don't turn some of that stuff loose, if you don't let it go, we'll say, Preacher, maybe I want to quit. Maybe that's what I want to do. Yeah, you, you're doing what you want to do. You think, you think God... You think God is going to let you quit if you're saved? No. Let, let, me, let me close right here. Do you think God, you know, if you read on down just in a few verses later in this very chapter, he begins to talk about chastening. And he said, And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him for whom the Lord loveth. He chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are you bastards and not sons? If, if, if you think God is going to let you get by, you're mistaken. If you think God's going to let me get by. Now, I'll tell you what, He may let you get there for a while. And if you're saved, let me stop right here and say this. I, I am determined that some people just ain't saved sitting in church. That's their problem. They, for whatever reason, they didn't get saved. They made a profession. They didn't pray. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Don't understand. But man, there never was a change. Something never took place that took place in my heart. Something happened in my heart when I got saved. Amen. And I'll guarantee you, if you're saved, something not that we can't mess up. Not that we don't face trials, not that we don't face problems, because we see this. He tells us to lay all this stuff aside. He knows that's going to affect us. But if you can sin and it never bothers you, there's something wrong. Amen. I can still think about some things that I've done and I've got it took care of. 
And it still bothers me today. Even though I know it's took care of. I told y'all not too long ago. I got hurt close. I know I told y'all not too long ago. I, I was thinking about some things that I'd done when I was a young man that I wished I'd have never done. Uh, some actions I had. And, and I went back and told the Lord that I was sorry about that thing. And I know that I done told him I was sorry. But I wanted him to know again that I was sorry. He said, you didn't have to. I know I didn't have to do that, but I just wanted to. But you know, if... if if you're holding on to something, you can take care of it. You can lay it aside. Let's bow our heads this morning.